Welcome to Making Good Choices Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Quizera. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited that you've tuned in as usual. And God is good. He is, you know, just transforming us from glory to glory. He's really doing a work on all of us here. And I know that he's doing a work on you too. If you are listening to this, you know, here at church, at Res Life in Uganda, we are... We've had a theme for this month. It's called God First in Soul. And your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality, your character. And your will specifically is where you make decisions. It's doing what you want to do. Now, we find ourselves, I know this podcast is called Making Good Choices, (laughs) but we find ourselves sometimes willing something different than what God wills for us. And we have the decision in our soul to see why we should will what he wills and then to come in line with his word and to come in line with his mind, which is his word. So the interesting part comes, which is where I'm going today, is where we can come up with excuses and say, well, if God wills, And then we don't do a single dang thing. (laughs) Hey, today's podcast is about the spirit of delay. And the funny thing about that is I've been sitting on this podcast for over a month. And for some reason, I just haven't gotten to it. I've (laughs) literally delayed putting it out. But I trust God and I trust that once this podcast comes out, that people will be blessed by it and that... Um, whatever you may be waiting on is what you should actually be waiting on, <laughs> which is God. Now, we're going to just jump right in. I'm, I want to keep it kind of short today and impactful. So we will talk about the spirit of delay versus waiting on God. Now, if you say you are waiting on God for something... I understand completely. I remember whenever um, I was single, right? I remember. I knew that I would be married. I had confidence in the Lord about that. I would be married. I even had prophetic words spoken over me. I just knew it. You know, I just knew that I would be married. And the funny thing was, when people came to me to date me, I was waiting on God to show me, who I should date, who I should marry, who who I should take that step in life with. So I fully understand waiting on God. I remember um, when I wanted a baby, right? When we got married, I knew that we would have children, period, point blank. The Lord had spoken to me. It's in his word, be fruitful and multiply. He'll never give a command and then hold back from you. So I knew that it was coming. That didn't mean that my husband and I stopped having sex (laughs) because we were waiting on God, you know, stop being intimate because God also wanted us to be intimate because that is a key part of marriage. So I want to talk about that today and I want to ask you, or you ask yourself, you know, I'm just picturing you're in front of me, that if you say you're waiting on God for something, Do you have a promise from God that he's given you? Do you have a knowing that he's given you about that thing? You know, I talked in my last podcast about 
not taking out a loan because I didn't want, because God had literally told me, don't take out a loan to wait. I was waiting on a car. I could take out a loan right then and go and get a new car. But God had told me, don't take out a loan. I knew that I was waiting on him, literally on him. I wasn't, um, I want you to picture that, like you're waiting on him. It's on him, literally. Not like you're standing there waiting for someone to come. But I was waiting on him. Everything I had was on him. It was in him. It was in his word. It was in what he, what he told me. It was in even how he aligned my spirit. Hey, I was waiting on God. Like the pressure was on him. It wasn't on me. And I was going about my business. Just because I didn't have a car didn't mean that I wasn't going to work. I had to trust God. Remember, it was on God that I would even get to work on a daily basis. And it didn't mean that I would stop going to work because I didn't have a car. Now, God always fulfills his promises. He is not a man that he should lie. The promises of God are yes and amen. And every time, unless someone can correct me, I've read the Bible a few times, maybe I missed it though. Every time that someone had to wait on the Lord, they had a promise in the beginning on, on what to wait on. Abraham. Hey, Abraham, you go, you leave this place. I'm going to make you a great nation. Abraham left the place. He didn't know where, where he was going. He had to wait on the Lord. People were waiting on Jesus for hundreds of years to come. But they had a word from the Lord, had a word from God that the Messiah would come. There's always a promise before the fulfillment, right? There's a promise and there's a word spoken by God. And as you know, in the Bible, it's seed time and harvest. The seed is the word. And sometimes it's very fast. So my point is, do you have a word from God? If you are using the excuse, because I have to use the word excuse because I want to just cut right through. If if there's any excuses that you have in your mind that you're waiting on God, maybe it's to lose weight. I'm waiting on God to show me what exactly to do. Well, why don't you get up first and start moving and then he'll show you. That one is clear. I'm waiting on God to bless this person. Uh, you don't need to wait on God to bless that person. You get up and start moving. God will lead you to the exact place at the exact time because the word says that in him, Remember I said we're waiting on God, like the pressure's on him. It also says in him, we live, we move, we have our whole being. There is nothing that we can do apart from God if you're in Christ. This might be um, a little out of the box for some people to even think about, but go with me here, okay? I understand all of those things. I understand also when, we, when we've used the excuse, ah, I'm waiting on God, and then we find ourselves in the same place, Year after year after year, nothing has changed when you know that, and the burden is getting heavier, but you're using, I'm waiting on God because you haven't heard anything. Here's the thing. You need to get around godly counsel. You can even message me and we'll talk through it. Maybe he's already said it in his word and it's an expectation of you. You know, let's take giving for an example. In Proverbs, I think it's 24, 24. I'll put it in the show notes. You know, Proverbs, Proverbs is not a book of promises. It's a book of principles. So Proverbs, whenever you are doing those things, 
that it says in Proverbs, they'll come to pass because they're, they're kind of like laws, like the their principles. They have to happen, like the law of gravity. If you drop something, it's going to fall. That is a law of gravity. Well, in Proverbs, it says, when you refresh others, you will be refreshed. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Now, that's not even a promise. And, and the funny thing is the promises are, wow, out of this world, amazing. These things are simple principles. Even the ungodly, like even the people who are not walking with Christ, if they refresh others, they will be refreshed because it's a principle in this world. It's a principle in life. So if you know, oh, I need to be refreshed. I'm waiting on God to refresh me. Ah, oh, I need money. I need this. Well, the Bible's already told you to give. You don't have to wait on God to give. You go and you give. I think that this, this can really bring understanding to people. Now, to talk about the spirit of delay, which is the opposite of waiting on God. And it's a deception from the enemy. Now, the funny thing with the spirit of delay is it's not an excuse that we can give. Ah, the enemy, the spirit of delay came upon me and I could not get out of bed. No, that's so stupid. <laughs> you get out of the bed. You are above any spirit. Actually, in Colossians, it says that, that Jesus defeated every single spirit, that everything is under his feet. It's in subjection to him. Now, you, you can leave an open door and you can say, ah, oh, I'll give some room. I'm going to be lazy. Being lazy can open the door for a spirit of delay. Listening to the wrong voices can open a door to a spirit of delay. Um, you might be given influence if you show up late to everything. Are you that person that shows up late to everything? It's so easy here. Oh my goodness. I wish I could tell you. It's so easy here to show up late to everything because everyone shows up late to everything. So it's very easy. But if if we give in to that, to that culture, then we'll open the door to the spirit of delay. And what you'll start seeing is that you won't just start being late to everything. You'll you'll be 50 and you'll wonder, why am I not married? Or why don't I have kids? Or why do I still not know what I want to do or what I'm supposed to do in this life? That's what a spirit of delay can do. In the Bible, we see... And I hit on um, marriage because... instances that revolve around marriage. And so that's why I included marriage. Let's go to it. You know, the Word of God is powerful. I can talk all day, but the Word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. I want to go to Genesis chapter 24. And here we see that Abraham tells his servant, his oldest servant, the one that he trusts the most, he tells him, go to my country and take a wife for my son Isaac, which is a big deal. Because, you know, Abraham has a promise that God will make many nations out of him. Isaac is the seed, right? Now, the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not want to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham says, No. Heck no. <laughs> I don't care what you do, but you're not taking my son back. Okay, that's my version. He says, You better see to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from my land of my kindred and who spoke to me and who swore to me, to your offspring, I will give this land. 
He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. If the woman is not willing to follow you, then you'll be free from this oath, but don't take my son back. The servant said, okay, understood. I want, I wanted to think about that really quick because he went back to the, Abraham went back to what God had said. You know, someone and the servant is actually so well-meaning, but he had fear or he had a doubt. Sometimes there are voices of doubt and sometimes they can come from us ourselves if we are not careful. And there was a, a place of doubt that could have been, that could have had delay could have given delay an open door. And the servant says, well, what if the woman doesn't want to come back? And he, and Abraham is thinking, there is no way that if I send you from what the Lord said, that the woman will not come back. And I know that Abraham was thinking because I like to put thoughts in people's heads. (laughs) I know that he was thinking if she ain't coming back, then she is not the one for him. But my son is not going back there. And he held firm. He stood fast and he set the parameters before the guy even left. Sometimes we have to set parameters before we start a new thing, before we go out. Hey, if this happens, as my husband always says, I'm prepared for anything. (laughs) Whenever he walks out the door, he's like, I'm prepared for anything. I know God is with me. We're going. I'm prepared for anything. He's not going to shrink back because of a what if. And sometimes you can use that what if to your advantage to speak the promise of God again and say, we are getting up out of here. We're going to go do what we're called to do. I don't care what if people say this or what if people say that. I don't care what if we lose money. I don't care what if we do this. If God has said it, then God has meant it. And we go and do what God has called us to do. So we find the servant. He goes out. I think we know that story. If if you don't, you can read Genesis chapter 24. The servant took 10 camels and he prays and he said, God, if she feeds the camels too, I'll know that she is the one that you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By the way, some people say, ah, there's never just the one. Well, I know from this passage that this is the one It literally says the one, let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant, Isaac. That is verse 14. That's chapter 24. So guess what happens? The woman, she does exactly what he prayed. He says, wow, you must be the woman for Isaac. Okay. Then he takes the woman to her house to get her things, to let her family know she's coming with me. I have her husband. And some people would be like, oh, she shouldn't have to go so fast. That's so abrupt. Well, sometimes God works abruptly, okay? And we have to break some cultural barriers or break our flesh or or sometimes we do have to, to just go. The brother there was named Laban. This is uh, chapter 24, verse 29. And Laban ran out to the man. So Laban saw the rings. He knew what was going on. Her name was Rebecca. He sees Rebecca and he knows, okay, Rebecca's mate has sent for her. And he, he even says, this has come from the Lord for sure. In verse 50, we cannot speak to you good or bad. Hey, let it let it be as the Lord has spoken. That's what he says. 
But then a few verses later, listen here. A few verses later, verse 55, her brother and her mother, so Laban and the mom, said, let the young woman remain with us a while, at least 10 days. After that, she may go. Now, 10 in the Bible is the number for testing. This was a test of delay. Some people say if the enemy um, can't take you out, he'll wear you out. Well, also, the enemy can delay you. The only way the enemy can move in your life is to deceive you. That's the only trick that he has. Deceive you into fear. Deceive you into delay. Deceive you into being sick. Deceive you into X, Y, and Z. Now, there was a test. After, so, so he said, let the young woman remain with us a, a while, at least 10 days. After that, she may go. Uh-uh. The servant, the next verse says, but he said to them, do not delay me. Since the Lord has prospered my way, send me away that I may go to my master. They said, let us call the young woman and ask her, will you go with this man? And of course she said, yes, she will go. Now, in this instance, there was a spirit of delay at work here. You can even see it. People can delay you by their great ideas. I'll just wait a little bit longer. You saw there, there was no reason besides their feelings why they wanted to delay. Even earlier, the brother said, this is from the Lord. No doubt. This is from the Lord. Surely this is from the Lord in verse 50. But we saw there was a test of delay. We cannot be delayed by what people are saying. I love that the servant was discerning. We have to be so discerning in what we say yes to and no to because our, we can say, oh, it's not God's timing. But the funny thing is, is that it was God's timing for this. And so easily the servant could have said sorry. And it could have delayed the family, the generations for years. But it was God's timing then. Even when the brother and the mother said, ah, you, you delay or you wait. Listen, I don't know if people have been speaking to you about waiting. There are some things you don't need to wait on. If God has given you a word, you need to start moving. If he has put it in his word and you're not taking it out of context, that's why I use giving. Because giving, you're supposed to be giving. The devil will not tell you to give, okay? If there's something in the word and you're not taking it out of context and God has spoken it to you, he's given you even a rhema word and you know, okay, let me do this thing. What people say to try to delay you can hinder you from walking in the call of God on your life. You have to push past that. And so that's, that is a clear example about how you overcome the spirit of delay. You can't cast out the spirit of delay and say, ah, I bind you, you spirit of delay in my life. You leave and then you're still lazy in your bed. You won't get your butt up and work out. I'm speaking to myself. I'm, that's how I encourage myself, by the way. I say, Ah, you're going to get your butt up and you're going to go work out. You're going to eat right. You're going to get up and you're going to call that person. That person has been on your heart for 10 days. The number of testing, right? That person, you can hear Doxa. He agrees. That person has been on your heart for 10 days and you still haven't called them? That is a spirit of delay. 
And you can't cast that out. You just have to push against it. You go against it. You overcome against it with the word of God. Uh Uh-uh. God said, and he's impressing on my spirit to call. What's the worst that's going to happen? I call and they don't pick up. I call and they rebuke me. I call and they, you know, whatever. Don't allow the spirit of delay to get in the way of what God has told you to do. Because guess what? At the other end of that call, your life could change or that person's life could even be saved. You don't know. The spirit of delay partners with the flesh, which is what the enemy does, right? He partners with the flesh. The flesh, it's very easy to procrastinate, to push things off. But from this point forward, you're going to know, right? And even me, we're going to know, uh uh-uh. If it's partnering with my flesh, then it is not of Jesus. Jesus does not partner with the flesh, right? When the Holy Spirit speaks, it's obviously through the Spirit, not the flesh. If it's something partnering with your flesh, you know that it is not of God. When you start to give excuses, ah, just 10 days, we just wait, just because you want to feel comfortable, no. Now, let's move on. Chapter 28, Genesis chapter 28. We see Laban pop up again. And guess what? It's around. Again, marriage. Okay? Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and directed him. You must not take a wife from the Canaanite women. Arise, go to Padan Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take as your wife from there one of their daughters of Laban, your mother's brothers. Okay? A clear word. Here's the thing. Isaac told Jacob what to do. The authority in a person's life, it's, and it's the same as Abraham, how Abraham told his servant. There is a coverage that comes with the word. It's like in the New Testament when the man said, I'm a man under authority. I understand authority. You give me your word and I go. Hey, a lot of times the Holy Spirit will speak to you through a voice of authority. Isaac had told Jacob, and that was his dad. Hey, the Bible even says when you obey your parents, there's even a promise attached to that. Obey your father and mother and you will have long life. Now, (laughs) you hear my baby. Hey, he's learning how to spit. Okay. (laughs) Isaac called Jacob. He told him to go. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may become a company of peoples. He even says, may he give the blessing of Abraham to you and your offspring with you that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave to Abraham. Thus Isaac sent Jacob away. So he he went to Laban. That's verse 5. And he went to Laban. Now, we know what can happen, right? Jacob goes, and now this is Laban's daughter, okay? Jacob goes, this is chapter 29, okay? Let me go, let me see. He sees Rachel. I think we all know how that works, right? In the scripture, if you haven't read that chapter... This guy, Jacob, he goes and he sees Rachel. All right, he says, Rachel is the one. 
verse 10, 20, chapter 29, verse 10. Now, as soon as Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's kinsman and that basically she was the one for him. Okay. As soon as Laban heard, this is verse 13. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him, brought him into the house. Jacob told Laban all the things. Laban said, surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. A month? Wait, wait, wait. A month for what? Okay, maybe he was being nice. Maybe Jacob was being nice. Verse 15, then Laban said to Jacob, because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, I'll, I'll, what should your wages be? Let me pay you. Here's the thing. The spirit of delay often brings a reward in the form of money or in the form of manipulation. I will give you X, Y, and Z, or you will see a benefit. It, it doesn't have to be a person telling you that they'll give you that. We all say, oh, if I wait... Ah, let me just wait here. I'm actually going to save up some money before I do that thing. Or I'm, I'm just going to wait here and I'm going to see. I'm going to get a few years under my belt. Um, I'm just going to wait here. Now, this is delay, 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 delay. Delay, 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 delay. It's deception. And then we see what happens. The very next verse. Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. We know what happened, right? Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. That was Jacob feeding into that thing. Did Laban ask him to serve him seven years? No. That, that one is just crazy, okay? Don't make promises to people that God did not lead you to make promises to. There's nowhere in here where God even spoke through Isaac, Jacob's dad, and said, you need to serve for seven years. You need to go and be fruitful and multiply. Get your wife and move on. Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than, than, than that I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. Laban, now Laban says, okay, stay with me. He's feeding into that. So he's partnered with the spirit of delay here. He served seven years for Rachel and they seemed, seemed to him but a few days because he loved Rachel so much. Then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife that I may go for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob and he went into her. How you don't know you're sleeping with the right person? Anyway, I don't know how they messed that up. But what we see here is that Laban, he switched the daughters. He deceived Jacob. Now Jacob ends up serving seven more years for Rachel. And he's saying, why did you deceive me? Why did you deceive me? And it's delay after delay after delay after delay after delay. Hey, that is not God's best for you. Stop delaying. Stop feeding into a spirit of delay. That is not God's best. If you delay in one area of your life, you will often see a delay in other areas of your life. You find yourself waiting on blessings to come when God has already spoken. Yet, sometimes we're so insecure or like in this case, Jacob was trying to win Laban's approval to to marry his daughter. Now, I'm not saying that we that 
I'm not saying not to get a father's hand in marriage or anything like that. I'm saying the approval of man can delay you. Stop trying to get people's approval. Oftentimes, I mean, actually every time when God tells you to do something, sure, he might give you favor in the sight of men. However, it will be contrary to the world. Every time, God doesn't go in line with the world, period. It will be contrary. If we seek for people's approval, then that can delay and delay and delay us. Even me, sometimes I can think, okay, let me let me check out all of the everything that this person is saying. Now, the Bible says to be discerning. It says to test every spirit. But the thing can come, if you are afraid to take a risk... Because you know this life of faith. If you're afraid to take a risk because you're skeptical or because you're insecure or because you don't have everyone's approval or whatnot, that can really hinder you and delay you. I'm speaking very broadly, but I I think that you'll pick it. Yeah, I think that the, the Holy Spirit has laid that out. The funny thing was, we, we see that Jacob now has Leah. Then seven more years, he has Rachel. Well, Laban gave the servants to Rachel, and then Rachel gave them to Jacob. You can have all, you can have a bunch of stuff, you can have a bunch of money, but if you're not doing what God has asked you to do, you're in, you're in delay. Leah starts having babies. Rachel gets bitter. Do you know that none of that would have happened if he would have just pushed past and said, "No, I'm taking my wife Rachel. I'm, I'm not serving you. We're actually going to leave now. We're leaving right now. I have to get back." But no, he waited for a month. He said, I'll serve you seven years for that woman. You get married, wrong woman. Hey, he was getting paid by Laban. I think Laban was probably paying him some good wages. He, he enjoyed that. He was building an income. I see this a lot with men. Men will say, oh, I have to have this nice job. I have to have this X, Y, and Z house before I can pursue a wife. Yet, at the same time, they're dating they're dating and sleeping around with women, right? And Or if they're not sleeping around, they're still opening themselves up to temptation just because I have to get myself set first. Now, don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. Rachel became bitter. Her womb was closed. Guess what? There's more delay in the picture. I think you get where I'm going with this. Recognize it in your life where there is delay, and push past it. Do, do something intentional that, push, that pushes past. Even if you have to get up right now and work out for 10 minutes, it's pushing past that delay. Even if you have to call someone right now, even if you have to start the Microsoft Word document right now, don't delay what God has told you to do or what he has for you. See, if you're unsure, God is going to meet you in the moving. That is what he does and that's where he meets you. He meets you in the moving. If it's marriage and you're like, God, I need my husband. And you're you're sitting there. I fully understand that. You know what? God is your husband right now. Get up and serve God. <laughs> that's how, That's exactly how we find our spouses. And women, you don't need to find no man. The Bible doesn't say a woman finds a man. The Bible says when he who finds a wife, you need to rest, you need to enjoy God, and you need to wait on him, literally. Everything that you have is in God. Don't take anything on yourself. I 
the, the funny thing is when we take things on ourselves, we can delay ourselves. That's exactly what happened with Jacob. He took things on his own accord. He said, okay, let me serve you. Let me make up my wages. And he got delayed after delayed. He even got the wrong woman he, he wasn't even supposed to have. He got delayed. That's what can happen when you are waiting on marriage. You can then take things upon yourself. Say, okay, let me just make some money while, while I'm single. Let me just... Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to just work extra, extra, extra hard. God, you know, I can serve you sometimes, but I'm going to work extra hard, make money, travel. That's Those are not bad things, right? They're not bad. But then you start taking on things upon your own self. That's when you're deceived, just like Jacob was, and you get in touch with the wrong person. God will not bring the right person if you have the wrong person in that place. Okay. Ladies, you rest, you enjoy serving the Lord wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. And there's no way, mark my words, there is no way that God will not bring your husband to find you. There is no way, no way. Let's stop delaying. Let's get up and let's do what God has called you to do. Hey, guess what? I know there are people who are struggling with infertility here. There is no spirit that is stronger than the word of God. There is no spirit that can come against a child of God. When you know that you are righteous in your mind, when you know what God has done for you, when you know that your mind, will, and emotions, your soul is aligned to the spirit, to what God is saying, the flesh has to follow. And I declare right now that babies will be born. Babies, plural. That infertility crap is not of God. You need to get your butt up. You need to go out and buy something. Buy a, a shirt for a baby. <laughs> buy a onesie. Get up. Go serve someone else's kids. Go babysit something. And say, you know what? I'm not sitting around moping. I'm not sitting around just wishing and dreaming. You get your butt up and you go serve. I keep saying get your butt up. That must be a thing for <laughs> how to how to counteract the spirit of delay because I don't normally say that. But you're not a victim. If you are a child of God, you are not a victim. People are struggling with that. I understand. You are not a victim. You are not a victim. You are a child of God. You don't live in fear. You don't say, oh, what if I never get pregnant? No. You get up. You say, God has told me to be fruitful and multiply. He said that in the beginning. You get up. You're married, right? Only the married. You go and you have sex with your husband and you have fun. Have fun, have fun, have fun. You have sex with your husband. Y'all babysit another couple's kids. You go out and buy some baby stuff. Even go and gift, even hold a baby shower for people. But don't you dare throw a pity party for yourselves. And watch what God will do. That spirit of delay is broken in the name of Jesus. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. So, Father, we bless you, Lord. Father, I thank you for anyone listening to this, God. I thank you, Lord, for even speaking to me, Lord, to stop delaying, to get up, and to do the things, Lord. I thank you that when we are waiting on you, the words that you've given us are yes and amen, Lord, and we wait on you. Everything we have is in you and through you. It is not... Lord Jesus, uh, on ourselves, and everything that every responsibility we've taken on ourselves to to lean on our own understanding, God, 
but give that right back to you. We know that we have the mind of Christ. God, we are getting radical and we are pushing through this thing, this spirit of delay. And we know that we have authority over it and we have overcome by the, that, by the blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimony. God, we bless you and we praise you. We thank you so, so much that your word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It, it even splits the spirit and the soul. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for speaking words to people. Thank you, Lord, for the victory that you've given us, Lord. We are more than conquerors. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. 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 We'll talk soon. Go out and make good choices.